This is Caregiver's Compass, an uplifting podcast all about the ins and outs of caregiving for a loved one. Tips, tricks, true stories, and experts. It's all here on Caregiver's Compass. Welcome to Caregiver's Compass. I'm Stephanie Muscat, your host, therapist, and licensed social worker. Please note that this podcast is not the act of psychotherapy. So today we have an incredible person on the podcast. His name is Brian Smith. And I met Brian on Instagram on my platform. He had such an inspirational page and I really just became so inspired by everything that he was doing. And I knew I had to have him on here. So Brian is a professor at the University of Notre Dame, and he is an engineer. And that is his profession. But he has so much going on behind the scenes. He's incredible person. So Welcome, Brian, to the podcast. I'm really happy to have you. Brian and I have spoken a few times. And definitely, there's there's a friendship brewing, and and I really just think he's such a great guy. So, Brian, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you are? Sure. So you gave a good a good start to it. So I'm uh would be 42 years old later this summer. I've been a caregiver for around 16 years. My wife has multiple sclerosis. Her name is Demetria. You said what my profession is. I work at Notre Dame. I'm a I'm a full time professor. We have a an almost seven year old son. His name is Jude. So I'm kind of a full time active parent as well. And then obviously a caregiver for my wife, Demetria. She she developed multiple sclerosis towards the end of 2005, beginning of 2006. That's when she first started having symptoms and when she got her diagnosis. First few years, she didn't really have too many challenges, but then she had a pretty severe deconditioning and a severe onset of physical disabilities. So for the last 12 years or so, I'd say as one of my friends put it, I'm, I'm an intensive caregiver beyond what normal intensive really is. And she wrote a lot of that in capitalization. So my, my wife has 24-7 needs, full max assist with all ADLs, which would mean activities of daily living. And that's the way it's been for about 12 years. So I help her to the bathroom. I shower her. I, I have to feed her all our meals with a fork cut up, help her drink through a straw, kind of position, rotate her body in bed to prevent sores and just transfer her in and out of bed, all, all those kinds of things. We, I said, we have a seven-year-old. So if you if you're listening and you do the math, yep, she's been fully disabled for about 12 years. And we have a seven year old, and, and it is our kid. She carried him into the world. You know, it was a planned C section, and she had a very normal pregnancy. But the last four or five years, she started to develop some cognitive disabilities, and and probably has what's called mild, maybe it's a little bit moderate impairments. Mostly it deals with short-term memory and logic and reason. Her logic and reason are, are very interesting some days. We definitely have good days and bad days. And that's been a lot harder to deal with when we kind of had that going on. So it's, it's definitely just a lot of roles to juggle, like full-time worker, very demanding, intensive caregiving role. Obviously have a young child that I have to do most everything. I'm kind of, I kind of play, I don't mean to insult Demetria, but, but I'm, I'm pretty much the mom and the dad when it comes to kind of playing those roles. And that's just because of her physical and now her cognitive disabilities. So that's kind of, that's kind of all the different, different hats that I wear. I mean, first of all, you're a superhero for first, you know, going through all of that. I think everybody would agree, but just to give a picture, how old is Demetria now? She's 42. So, you know, we've been, I mean, this has been our life for, I mean, this has been my entire thirties and then, and then now starting in our forties. So it's, it's always been tough to, Demetria and I met in college. So we've been together, I think about 20, we'll be together 21 years in September. 
We just recently celebrated our 13th wedding anniversary. So I guess when I got married, I kind of, I kind of knew what I was getting into. Like, not really. She was diagnosed and stuff, and and you hear what could happen, but you didn't necessarily. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Like, yeah, it's gonna gonna be fine. It obviously went in a very extreme way. Demetrius' MS progression is is definitely very extreme and very unusual. Through social media, I've probably met a handful of people that have been like, "Wow, my mother or my daughter or something like that had had its progressed that severely." And that there's an MS disability scale which would go from zero to ten. Ten is basically like you're dead, and zero, you're fine. And most people progress to like a six and a half or so. And Demetrius' been well past the nine or even a nine and a half for again about about 12 years so her progression is much more severe than it would be and has been at that level for a lot longer than it typically would be you are just such a committed husband and father to do all of that for her and continue working and be there for your son could you take us through what uh, a day in your life might look like I know it's the summer now but maybe in a work day what would that look like balancing all of the pieces yeah the, the balance is funny we'll get to the balance in a bit that's that's a funny question if there's a balance if exactly a typical day so we'll wake up help Demetria go to the bathroom, kind of get her morning needs like back in bed and kind of settled. I do have help from home care aides. So they'll come a little bit later in the day, but I'll kind of get her bathroom and get her fixed up and sort of kind of settled. And then I'll help my son get ready for school and take him off to school. My aides will typically come sometime in like the, you know, like mid morning. And then that's when I'll go off to work. And I try to be compartmentalized. So when I'm at work, I'm at work. I'm not a caregiver. And when I'm home, I try my best to kind of put work out of my mind. Although sometimes that's, that's kind of a struggle. So I'm working, my normal normal working day, I'll get home or I'll pick up my son from school. We'll get home. My, my caregiver will probably leave for the day. And then I'll sort of switch back into being a parent slash caregiver. My home care aides during the weekday would typically help Tamisha with her breakfast, lunch, and get her cleaned up for bed. So normally what I'll do in the evening is give her her evening medicines, take her to the bathroom one more time. And she requires a lot of positional shifting in bed because she's, she's very small. She's very frail. She's 5'2 and weighs about probably like 70 pounds at this point. So it's a lot of rotating back and forth. And, and it, it doesn't stop just because we go to sleep. In the typical night, I, I get up about four or five times to kind of reposition her, put her in different pillows, like shift from the left side, shift from the right side. And you can, and again, she has, she has very little, she has no functional use of her arm. So, you know, if she sneezes, I got to get up and get a tissue for her. Or if, you know, the covers get pulled off by accident, I got to recover her. So I'm typically out of bed four or five times during the night. So I'll get her kind of needs met. I'll at the same time, I'll be helping my son get dinner. Sometimes he's in kindergarten. So sometimes he has, you know, pretty simple, straightforward homework that we'll work on, get him to bed. And then normally I, I do like my third shift of work where I'll, I'll kind of work from typically 8, 8.30 to about 10.30 or 11. Um, I'll do that four or five nights a week. One night a week, I'll just be too tired and I'll go to bed at like 8.30. And then we just kind of wash, rinse and repeat. We- weekends are a little bit more challenging because I tend not to have care. Home care aides like their weekends, just like everybody else likes their weekends. So that means my weekend roles, my weekends tend to be a little bit more demanding than my weekdays because I just don't have any help with Demetria. So it's kind of me trying to juggle, making sure she gets her three meals and goes to the bathroom three or four times and get cleans up and changed for bed and that kind of things while also doing, you know, like four loads of laundry and cooking food and trying to keep my seven, my almost seven year old sort of entertained. So that's definitely like a lot of juggling. I, I do have an advantage of being a professor in that I have tremendous job flexibility. I kind of just show up for my classes. And that's really the only time I absolutely need to be somewhere. I can set my office hours whenever I want to. Like this past semester, I had office hours at 10 o'clock at night over Zoom because that just worked better for me. And to be honest, that's when students are up doing the homework anyway. So it kind of works. If I, you know, sometimes in the afternoon, 
when I have care, I'll cut off and go to the gym and that's fine. Right. Cause again, I'm working from eight to 11 o'clock at night. So if I go to the gym at nine in the morning or at noon, I don't think anyone really cares because I'm putting the hours in at some point. So I think my job gives me a lot of freedom and flexibility that sort of helps me pull all this off in a way. It, it, it's a long day. I mean, my days are long and they're just stacked one after the another. So there's never, sometimes there's a lot at the end of the tunnel, but it's just, you know, you got to get through your to-do list, you go to bed and then it's just like, let's do it all again tomorrow. Very long, no breaks. And you're, you know, you're really wearing all of the hats here. And it's, you know, been an ongoing thing. So how do you take care of yourself during all of this? So that that's the challenge. Again, I've, I've been doing this a really long time. And I can't say that I have it all figured out. And I can't pretend to say that I haven't gone through like highs and lows. It's ups and downs constantly. I think I've been through and survived caregiver burnout three different times. The first time, not really aware that I was going through it at all until well after the fact. The second time, I think I became aware towards the end. And then the third time, I was fully aware of the whole thing going on, but couldn't necessarily stop it. The, the balance is a funny question because it's, it's, it's impossible. Like you're, and I almost think you just have to own that at some point as, as a caregiver that like you may not have balance and you may not be able to find balance and you may find it for a bit and then it's going to fall apart or you may find it for a bit and then needs change. So now, you have to find a new kind of balance. The one thing that, or I guess one of the things I've been doing over the last few years to make sure I have balance is go to the gym regularly. I go to a CrossFit gym that's provided a lot of different outlets for me, just a good place to kind of relieve my stress and get some of my emotional, you know, outlet through, through exercise. I do a lot of group classes. So it tends to be a good social outlet for me as well and a way to meet friends and also provide like find supportive friends that can kind of help and just become part of my greater, greater support system. So it's, it's really checked a lot of boxes for me. And then it's my one time of the day where it's like, it. sometimes it's the only hour of my day. Actually, often it's the only hour of my day where I'm not a parent and I'm not a caregiver. Like, it's just me. My son is being t- taken care of by somebody. My wife's being taken care of by somebody. I don't have to worry about them. And I really try to stay mindful of that, of like, I'm not thinking about them because I'm here. This is like sort of my my time. So that that's probably the, the, the best I can do to sort of give myself those breaks. Like, I, I don't... I'll occasionally get some weeknights off where my wife will go spend the night at my mother-in-law's house. That may happen. That's been happening more recently this past year, although some years it's only happened one or two times. You know, I'll be honest, I, I went on vacation with my son two years ago and my prior vacation to that was 10 years before, which was our honeymoon. So I, I don't get out for long weekends or trips or those things. But I also have another advantage of being a professor is that I don't really work too much in the summer. And I've made that conscious decision because I think it's more important for my mental health and my physical health to, to just have some unwind time. So my summers tend to be a little bit a little bit lighter and more focused on being a parent and kind of enjoying my son and kind of showing him experiences and, and not necessarily having to have it's like one less stress that I have in my life right so in some ways that that is a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel and that I can get through like a tough semester and know that I have like a few weeks here at Christmas or a few months over the summer to sort of relax and like decompress in a way but balance is hard like I don't think I don't think there's a there's a secret it's it's funny because my other life is like gym life and that's the only way that I, I feel like it's the only way that I survive and in the gym you always see these like you know fake ads about like oh get get abs and ripped in like 10 days by doing this and it's like it's the same thing with caregiver balance like I, there's no there's not gonna be one answer that's gonna help or cure all it's just it's just gonna be a struggle and it's gonna be tough to do but if you have the right support system around you I think you can you can find it for moments and as long as you're okay with or acknowledge that it's not going to be balanced at every moment and not get frustrated by it. I think, I think it's helpful. It sounds like you've developed a lot of insight into what works for you over the years. And you've tried all of that and you've done the trial and error and you've found that place in your CrossFit. So I think it's important for people to know that if they don't know what works, 
just keep trying and seeing because for me, like when I was going through it, the the gym and working out was also very helpful. But of course, that's not for everybody. And everything is different. And everyone works very differently. So it's incredible that you found CrossFit. Was that just by chance that you had gone into that? Or was that something you did before? So I I developed, I've talked to other caregivers, I'm curious if people have this, or if you have this, like, I kind of developed a caregiver bucket list, which is basically all the things that I would do in my life if I didn't, if I didn't have to caregive and have the time, these are the things that I would do with that extra time. And the first one was travel. And that's just unrealistic at this moment in life. And the second one was join a gym and get in really good shape. So I think when I was going through my second phase of burnout, I was like, okay, I think I can make that happen. And for some reason, I googled CrossFit and I googled South Bend, because that's where where uh, I live. And there's actually a gym called CrossFit South Bend. It's like three miles from where I live. And I'm like, oh, and then the more I started looking into it, it actually like their class schedule works with my care schedule. And I'm a very competitive person. So that's another outlet that CrossFit brings me is the sort of competitiveness within yourself or even within a group class. And then when I, so I, I tried it, obviously I had no idea if it was for me or not. And I think the first time I went there when I was driving home, I realized, wait, I didn't think about anything that entire hour related to work stress or parenting stress or caregiving stress. And I think I still, fortunately, like it's almost four years later, I've been doing this. I still feel that same time, like every time I leave where it's like, I don't go there and like the stress just kind of goes away. And I, and I typically leave in a, in a great mood. What about trial and error is a good one. I mean, you have to try to, you have to be open to trying things, whether it's therapy, support groups, you know, there's lots of different, sometimes, I mean, I've taken a step back at work too, to try to help with the balance where sometimes I felt like I was doing too much at work. And I was like, you know what, I need to reduce my roles in some capacities or reduce the service that I'm doing to the university because it's really not beneficial to me. But it took me a while. I mean, it took me a while to get there, right? I mean, remember, I've been doing this. I mean, I've been a caregiver for 16 years and intensively for about 12. And I think we're talking the last like four or five, I sort of developed this better awareness to things. So it was was a long time before I figured these things out. Right. But it's, it's good to see that it is possible even wearing all of those hats. And I know you've also said with CrossFit, it's not just about, you know, the, the great workout that you get, but it's the community that you've met there. You've been able to meet all these supportive people in a different environment. And I think that's so helpful because you can have that physical separation and that emotional separation and feel like you're in some other place just for that hour, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing I I learned too, I didn't talk a lot about caregiving to many people. And then I've learned this through the gym, but also outside. The The more you do talk about it, the more you find supportive community around you that's willing to help. And maybe that's just listening, but also maybe it's like coming over and providing some assistance or or other ways like that. So I think you're right. The community there has been as if not more beneficial than the actual like getting in better physical shape just because of those relationships that you're able to develop. It's incredible, Brian. I'm so glad that you found that and that's provided you with not balance, but a little bit more sanity, I guess. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Going throughout your days. I think that people are going to be really interested to find out more about you. I'd love to have you back on here another time because there's like a million other questions that I want to ask. I think there's just so much that you could you could talk about. Where can people find you if they want to to talk to you or learn more? I'm on Facebook, but I'm very I'm very inactive on Facebook. I, I'll go several days without even looking at it. And I don't think I've actually already posted anything there. But I am a little more active on Instagram. I think my handle is B Smith underscore N D for Notre Dame. And I post I post a lot of stuff about my son, but there's some stuff there that I'll post about caregiving trying to be more open about my experience as well as multiple sclerosis and kind of some of the struggles that that my wife has. And but that's where it'll be B Smith underscore ND. Great. And all of this will be in the show notes as well. So if anyone 
needs to kind of look that up in writing. I'll have that on there. Thank you so much, Brian, for being here, for sharing your truly inspirational story. I know you don't feel you're inspirational, but I do. And I think a lot of other people really will. And I think you have so much to give to the community and people really will learn from you. So keep up the incredible work. I'd love to have you back and we'll speak soon. Great. Anytime. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for listening to Caregiver's Compass. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Please note that I'm currently booking discovery calls on my website for one-on-one private therapy sessions. If you are interested, please check it out at CompassionAndCaregiving.com. I'm Stephanie Muscat. Have an uplifting day, and I'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh